0: Good morning. Welcome to Simply Remarkable, a show created just for you by Remarkable, a speakers bureau. And I'm Sue Falcone, CEO and founder of Remarkable. Now, why did we create the show? We wanted you to know the talent that we represent at Remarkable personally as we do. Also, you're going to hear today some tips on how you can live and be remarkable, as our talent is doing, and you never know. You just might find the next talent that you're looking for at an adventure planning, or you know someone who is. We never know, but we just thank you for coming today, and guess what? Yeah, it's the Friday before Christmas, (laughs) and we're looking at yes we're counting down today it's nine days till christmas we hope you're ready and thank you again for spending a little time with us today the live chat is open so feel free to leave us a comment or anything you would like to ask as we go along because we do look at them and we love that now today i have a special guest And she is an award-winning global intercultural creativity keynote speaker. She's a TEDx speaker, best-selling author, a podcaster, and a corporate trainer. Now, how much else can she do in a day? Well, we'll find that out as well. Now, she's been named the LA Lakers Businesswoman of the Year, the California Charter Teacher of the Year. And she is a national thought leader and creator of the concept of intercultural creativity and neurosomatic creativity. And you're going to learn what that's about too. Now, her seven gems, her best selling book, Her Seven Gems of Intercultural Creativity, is a leading framework for organizations that encourage diversity and inclusion development, while she gives critical tools for everyone to handle in establishing creative thinking. And that's what we're all about, isn't it? Creative thinking. Now she believes, Janine believes, creative thinking thrives best in an inclusive environment. And she is often called America's Creative Coach and you will see why. Because her work has started reigniting intercultural creativity around the world in our workforces. So today I just welcome Janine Leffert to our show and she's coming to us from Arizona. Thanks for being with us today Janine. It's probably a little chillier than y'all are, but, you know, that's, uh, we're just glad you're here today. Now to start off, Janine, let me ask you this. What is intercultural creativity and how did you get interested and create this concept?
1: Well, if you look at my background, I'm actually an elementary school ed- educator by trade, and I was just you know te- teaching. I started a nonprofit for the graduates of my elementary school for sixth through twelfth graders, and then I ended up teaching at California State University Northridge uh, for teachers getting their masters. And I was also serving on the board of DonorsChoose.org with high-profile um, CEOs and leaders of like LinkedIn and Facebook and and Stephen Colbert. Just you know, an amazing time in one week, I was working with, you know, four-year-olds all the way to 64-year-olds and seeing everyone at different levels, different cultures, different demographics. And it really put me in a place to ask the question, you know, what are the true attributes, the the real elements for a life well-lived, for a successful life well-lived? How, how are you defined to success, right? And creativity, And having a creative identity and that ability was so important. And I realized a lot of people had a misdefinition of creativity. A lot of people only think it's like artistry and singing and dancing when there's so much more to it. And then I realized that your creativity is highly influenced by your cultural background, your cultural experiences, and the mindsets that you've been exposed to through your developmental years. And so that was the creation of intercultural creativity, really looking at the psychological aspect, but also, yes, I do have a brain on my desk for those of you who are listening. Also looking at the neurological aspect of how do you build, even to the, on the the brain-based level, a creative mindset and how does our social brains in, interact and in, affect in the way we see ourselves creatively and affect the way we see the creative potential of others. So that's how the birth of intercultural creativity started.
0: Wow, I, and it's caught on. I mean, I, I hear you know more and more of it being the basis. So then, and using that and using that brain model, I love that because it all starts in our brain.
1: Yes, the brain controls everything you uh, do and we don't really understand the brain, we're not really taught the brain and now I'm just really bringing it to the forefront with the work.
0: That's that's the key thing. So how do you take this into your keynotes and make them unique? How does that work?
1: I, I say I kind of have, have an edge on um, other facilitators and, and speakers because of my background in K, in elementary ed education. And, in, you know, you know, you can't sit in front of a five-year-old and lecture for two hours. That's not going to happen, right? So um, how do you stay engaging? How do you, um, you know, manipulate your voice, bring in different methods of learning and understand how the brain um, reacts to information and the different methods of bringing the information and data in? And so when you work with children, you have to be very mindful of that, of, of that engaging curiosity factor, the novelty factor, and... I just transferred all the, the amazing things I was doing in the classroom to the boardroom, to the workroom, to to my my keynotes. And, you know, I even sing in my, my keynotes and music is a very, very powerful, just a connector to the brain. It wakes different areas of the brain up. It really um, impacts the limbic system, which is, you know, your emotional uh, area. And so, I bring in the data. I bring in the research. I'm hev- I come from UCLA, which is a heavily research u- institution. So, you know, a lot of people love that aspect. I bring in the humor. I'm a storyteller. You have to be if you work with children. You have to understand metaphor, analogy, and stories. And then I I bring in the other aspects, the novelty a- a- aspects. And so it's a trifecta. And I love it when people come up to me after my keynotes and they say, you know what, Janine, you made me laugh. You made me cry but you also made me think. And I love that. That's a trifecta I'm going for.
0: And that's a great one to go for because that's all of us together, you know, and it doesn't matter about the diversity or the anything. It doesn't matter. We're all there. We're all together. Now, Janine, you're very, very well-versed. You speak really great. We can laugh and cry and and be encouraged to think by you was it always that way for you did you start out like this
1: surprisingly and i share this in my my keynotes when i really want to hit that um, emotional connecting point i actually started my life in speech therapy i'm a stutterer i still stutter today and it comes up every now and then if you listen closely you can pick it up some days are better than others but I'm very vulnerable with that aspect of my life because it shows something, one of my gems. I have the seven gems of intercultural creativity. Uh, the first gem is that creative growth mindset, and it really highlights the point of being a creative growth mindset leader. And so I use my story of stuttering and even having a twin sister who won speech debates, and she's a brilliant, wonderful person, but you know, just being a twin and me going to speech therapy and wondering why I was made like this and not being able to communicate clearly and how that affected my creative identity. I thought my ideas weren't good. I thought I wasn't creative or smart just because I couldn't communicate them well, not because of any cognitive issues. And so being on stage, showing that TEDx picture and saying it's been a long road from the speech therapy room to the TEDx stage, but because of the creative growth mindset values that were instilled in me through my home and through some very poignant teachers in my life, I'm I'm here on this stage in front of thousands of people sharing this story, this work, this research with you. So if I can do this in this area, you know, everyone may not have a stutter, but everyone has something that they may have been struggling with. And so it really empowers people to reshift, right? We're all about shifting perspectives and look at their journey in a whole new way.
0: Thank you for sharing that because I feel that's key of a lot of us that we need to be able to relate to you because uh, you've been to where the struggle, the struggle has been there. And we all do that. And so that thank you for being that transparent to be able to do that. And that's what I love about getting to know our talent and our speakers at Remarkable because then we can certainly promote you in a different frame and answer a lot of questions, you know, that way. So thank you for sharing that. Now, also, I want to bring into the conversation here because you've done a great thing. You are a parent and you have, he's four, right? (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your son.
1: Sure, I actually have a, a picture of, of him right here. And so oh, my, yeah. um, so his name is Sean Letford and he is four about to turn five in February. And, you know, in this deep in the research course, I'm in this, you know, these abstracts and these university a- academics. And then I'm like, I have a case study of true unbridled creativity right in front of me. And so I believe he was born at the perfect time because in my life of doing this work. And so just watching him, watching him look at items that are new, that are old to me, you know, mundane items to me, but he's interacting them with a new way. I'm watching him be curious. What type of questions is he asking? How is his brain making connections? How is he um, interacting with his environment and especially nature and looking at those systems? And so I basically took all of his content and his ongoings day to day and we just put him in a book. And that's why he's co-author of this book. And he has copyright um, assets and everything, right? And um, and we just put it in poem form and we put it in the book. And so this looks like a children's book for children, but it's actually also for adults. And I've had adults buy this for their adult leadership team because one of the concepts is uh, abstraction, right? From the 16 Diamond Tools of Creative Thinking, one of my mini books. And when you get adults together and you just take a simple concept and really have a deep discussion about the simple concept, you'd be surprised what comes out. And we think we need all this, you know, deep, um, huge, uh, diluted, you know, um, just data. And sometimes one poem can really open up a lot of areas people weren't privy you know, to that they 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 did weren't aware of. And so I just love this book. It's actually gone around the world. And I sell this book at, at my events. And I, people love it because they buy my book for themselves, but they also get the book for their kids or their grandkids or their nieces and nep- nephews. And I, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, helping other speakers who have a book for adults. How do you take your book for adults and abstract it into a children's book? Number one, it's great for product sales. But number two, if you think your message is so important for adults, the best time to get a message to a human being is during their formative years, zero through 12. That is a critical year. So, what a great way to be another service and to have an adult book for your work, but then to have a children's book about your work in that form as well. And so, it's been doing great.
0: That is amazing. Uh, that is truly remarkable. <laughs> that, you know, uh, I, I've not heard anyone that has uh, even thought of that, but uh, I've been there. so thank you for sharing that because I, I just think he's so important and he's so neat to talk to. You know yes. rest is and and out there, everyone you can see him because she puts him out there sometimes, you know, to give little little uh, tips here and there. So be watching and follow her so you'll see. Uh, Sean as well. That's that's cool. That's yeah, cool.
1: I, I I say that he's my co-teacher. Like he has his job of teaching the world to be more creative as well.
0: And can you imagine? Mm-hmm. I can just imagine how he's going to grow up. I mean, it's just a, you know, it's been unleashed in him early on, and we never know. I, I just can't wait to see <laughs> how that unfolds. That's just gonna be great. Now, and your keynotes and all look, you can inspire. You can keep us engaged. I mean, really, I I can see that because I've been on some of yours and uh, you just really do. We just want more of you, that kind of thing. But you can do that so well. But how in your keynotes do you call your audience to action?
1: Well, going back to the brain science, there is, you know, this element of curiosity and we're looking at how the brain is plastic throughout age. I mean, we know the brain's very, very plastic in your childhood years and they thought it was done, you know, plastic meaning growing and rewiring and learning. They thought thought it was done around, you know, 2025 when the prefrontal cortex um, is done being fully developed. But now we know that the brain is plastic um, throughout life. And so, Really, well, number one, making people aware of that and making them aware that their r- routines and all of those areas are important as far as how the brain is growing. So that awareness is key. But curiosity—you know—I say if creativity is the driver of innovation, curiosity is a driver of creativity. But what drives curiosity? Dopamine. Dopamine is that uh, that brain factor that um, that that allows motivation, that allows you to move. And so how do you um, maintain your dopamine levels? And so we we go in into that. And I think people they, they need more than just the abstract ideas of me getting up there saying, you can do it, you're creative. And like go be creative. And then they're like, okay, well, like, what does that mean? Like, what do I do? And so we really break it down into actionable steps and, you know, and what affects dopamine? You know, your sunlight exposure affects dope, dopamine. And uh, like I said, your brain is, is social. And so your relationships affect oxytocin and other areas. And so we really get into the nitty gritty, especially into my, work, my, my wor- workshops. And I love it. Um, A lot of organizations are seeing how when I do the opening keynote, they love to keep me there for a breakout because then we can get deeper because people are already now exposed to the seven gems of intercultural creativity. They have an idea of what it means and what it looks like. And then we get deeper into either perspective shifting or observation. We haven't really thought about observation like. You can't be creative if you're not observant about anything. So how do you enlarge your observational skills? And so those are just one wonderful things that we do on stage and then in the breakout as well.
0: Sounds wonderful. And I <laughs> love the fact that you took something that we could relate to. You call uh, your platform and all the seven gems and you use as a symbol a diamond. Now, I happen to have one of her pens that she puts out there. Yes, there's her big diamond. All right. So you've got seven gems and they're yeah. diamonds. What are those seven? So that well, we first have an idea.
1: Sure. First of all, because we know how the brain works, the brain loves story. Your brain's wired for story. And as metaphor, if you hear some of your greatest speakers of all times, you know, like Gandhi and Martin Luther King and and just the great speakers, you can hear metaphors right throughout their their speeches. So the diamond is my metaphor and I can teach for the next 50 years off of this one concept. But so we have the seven we have the 16 diamond tools of creative thinking. Then we have the seven the seven gems of intercultural creativity. And so the first gem is a creative growth mindset, like I spoke about a little bit before. The second gem, I call it open mind, open heart, the empathetic way. And so the thing about all these gems is that they hit creative thinking development. They also hit cultural competence and cultural awareness development. And that's really where my my unique position is, right? Because you have people speaking on creativity. You also have people speaking on DEI and equity, you know, inclusion and, and cultural awareness, but I'm bringing them together because of how they highly influence one another. And so you have your creative growth mindset, number one. Number two, um, the empathetic way, Emp- empathy affects both areas, creative thinking and cultural awareness. Number three, observation, affects both areas. You need to be observant about who you're interacting with, but to be highly creative, You need to be aware. Your sensory levels need need to be heightened. The next one is um, a cultural curiosity, right? Curiosity, like I said, drives creativity, but it also drives cultural awareness, being curious about um, people who you may not have been exposed to in your formative years, things like that. Then we have perspective shifting. Once you're curious, you need to know how to shift perspective. This involves your imagination, which is in creativity. And it also influences your, your cultural development, Um, how to shift perspectives of people with different lived experiences. Then we have um, authentic adaptation. I don't know about you, but I've had to adapt and you're the queen of adaptation as far as the speaking world goes, right? Of what happened two years ago, we all had to adapt. Now, how do you adapt authentically? And I love working with you because I can feel your authentic essence within you, you're still true to who you are, but you still knew you had to adapt as far as um, business-wise and things like that. And the last gem is being a bridge, being bridge and connecting across cultures. And so great creative thinkers are thinkers who can bridge concepts that are not normally connected, right? And your great inventions are people who connected the unconnected. People who are good at cultural awareness and cultural competency are your connectors as well. Malcolm Gladwell talks about that in his book, people who are super connectors. And so those are the people you want on your team. And though, and that's what I do as far as training and you know, speaking of how do you get all these gems together to work interactively in the brain so you can shine bright like a diamond.
0: Wow. And that's a lot to take in, but you make it sound so easy, you know, that it's, you know, can be a part of us. And that's what I think people are looking for in a, in a speaker to bring something, a new concept is that it's easy enough to adapt, <laughs> you know, to it and understand it. That's what I I see in you. Because that's what really made me draw to you and say, yes, I want to represent you because I saw that that you could bring down, even though the educational level may be much higher than people in your audiences because you never know, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can do that. You can bring that to a level <laughs> based on your background teaching kids.
1: <laughs> I mean, Al, Al, Albert Einstein said it. He said if you can't explain it to a 6-year-old, you really don't know it, know it yourself. And so that's where the power of metaphorical thinking comes in and analogies is people good speakers like the people who you have on your your team, they're they're strong in in that metaphorical communication style, right? Because that's how you connect in your audience. You have people from, you have doctors in your audience and you have people who who um, just are just at different levels of education-wise or different levels of experience-wise and different levels of concept-wise. Because if you don't have a concept for something, it's hard for your brain to create an image for it, right? And so good speakers know how to assist their attendees to create those images so they can make connections to the content that they're trying to share.
0: Wow. All in one package. Can you believe it? I mean, this is this has been uh, exciting to see how you've grown and started and and have built a, such a following of understanding and wanting more. And the brain science part of it, I think, creates us to want more and understand because that is a key topic today. Is talking about that. And as you said we, de- we don't know much about it so how do you start a conversation of understanding okay i'm bringing brain science here okay <laughs> how do you start with uh, a conversation in your keynotes of how that affects tell us a little bit about well, that brain science
1: i i ask people who brought their brains with them and it kind of throws people off i'm like everyone's hand should be up or we have a deeper problem. (laughs) And, and, and of course, uh, you know, me, me working with uh, children in the beginning part of my career, manipulatives are very important. Uh, Props, you you call them props, depending on where you're on, we call them manipulatives within the classroom. And so I have, you know, I bring my diamond, I bring my, my extra brain, I bring the brain in here too. And it's just, Really getting them inside. Of course, everyone understands brain and brain science, the word, but then I just connected to what they all read, read, ready, no, like I did with curiosity. People understand curiosity, they've seen babies. You know, being curious and put things in their mouth. So I just talk about that and then I attach it to the brain science. Well, that dopamine is your motivation uh, neurochemical. So that's what's driving the curiosity. And so if you have low levels of dope dopamine or you're in a culture that squashes curiosity, you know, you're you're um, ridiculed. If, if you speak up against the status quo, um, there's only top down, um, you know, speaking that the people at lower levels can't, can't suggest anything. Those are squashing the the curiosity pathways. And so you'll, you're affecting the brain and how the brain operates within that org, 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 organization. And so just really attaching it to, to, situations that they're already aware of and then bringing in the vocabulary i'm big on vocabulary i do come with the vocabulary but i make sure it's digestible and uh, just make sure it's within stories too i i've i have a lot of funny stories the avocado story and so i make them laugh and then i hit them with that hard point you know and that's really what you do because laughter just brings in those neurochemicals it opens them up oxytocin is there they they trust more. And then I hit them hard with the, but here's what's really going on in our brain. So we got to watch it, you know, with, with uh, unconscious bias, here's what's going on in, in our brain. And it really makes it easier to take in as opposed to someone that's coming up saying, rah, 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 you know, stop doing this, stop doing this, you know? And so that's, that's how I work it.
0: And thank you for sharing that because I know there's a lot of people, you know, looking at this and saying, Really? That gets too deep for me, but it really isn't, you know, because I love what you just said. You make it digestible. That is so key, you know, today, because our attention spans short, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yes, and
0: we would like to try and lengthen that, but I, it seems like it gets shorter and shorter, doesn't it? And it does. so that's what you're doing. You're being able to bring that to us. And we thank you so much for doing that. And would you believe, look, I can talk for hours with you. And I'm sure everybody that's listening, that's watching this right now, commenting. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Lindy. Uh, she's excited to see you in person definitely yeah excited
1: to be seen <laughs> i'm excited to see you as well Lindy.
0: and we want to make sure that is but like i said 30 minutes goes by really quickly doesn't it i mean
1: really an hour an hour goes by on stage i'm like i have so much more to say but that's why i love it when the events book me for the opening keynote and then for a breakout like one i just closed this week um two two break- breakouts you know it's just like there's so much there. you know. I can do a whole year series on all the seven gems because of how the brain learns. You just can't really say it and then say, okay, well, bye, good luck. <laughs> you have to revisit it. You have to practice it. The brain loves to practice, to myelinate those neurons, right? Remember the first day you learned how to drive? It was like, okay, well, where's where's the brake? Okay, well, where's the gas? Especially if you're driving a stick. And now you get in the car, you don't even think about it, right? You just get in. Well, this creativity, um, cultural competence, cultural awareness is the same thing. You you get great at it by practicing it and putting yourselves in those situations. Um, So driving, intercultural creativity, you gotta give it time to really take root so you can change the brain.
0: That is so key. Now, one closing question, and this is, I know you can answer this really well, is what are you going to do today to be remarkable? What will you do today to be remarkable?
1: I am going to uh, go outside and sing because I just love to express just the, the beauty of being a- alive, you know, and sing with the, the flowers and the leaves and, and the rocks. And then I'm going to develop more curriculum to teach the world to sing. Wow their to hear that one.
0: Now, to our audience who's listening, who's seeing us here today, we just thank you for coming. And our challenge to you today is, what are you going to do to be remarkable? And we've heard a lot of things today that has piqued my curiosity. I don't know about you. And so I'm sure that you can take a minute and find that answer today. And put it in the chat for us, because you never know. Uh, We'd love to hear, how are you going to be remarkable today? This is key, because as you can see, Janine is living a remarkable life, and so can you. Now, we've got the information on the screen. Oh, Bart, thanks for coming. Yes. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, Yes, we are going to uh, keep going, and this is This is great, great information. Thanks for coming by. Now, would you like to have Janine at your next event? Information is here to book her and she books quickly. So just keep that in mind. And then make sure today this will be rebroadcast and then it will be permanently on our YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you won't miss a bit of this. And you can also go back and remember, I know she said something here, you can find it. So it's a permanent resource for you. So just make sure you subscribe to it. And then I hope you will join us back next Friday. Yes, we're gonna be here the Friday before Christmas. Everyone says, Sue, really? And I said yes, yes, really. And also just to mention this show, then next Wednesday becomes a podcast. So we're kind of remarkable here because Lisa, our broadcast director, has created a really neat uh, view for us so that we have a live audience, then we have a rebroadcast audience, and then next week, our podcast listeners audience. So we get to be seen everywhere, Janine. I thought that was pretty creative myself. And so <laughs> that, that we we celebrate that a lot. We celebrate that a lot. So we will be here next Friday, which will be the 23rd. And we're going to have world-class speaker, an award-winning author. And he's a radio show host and a media personality, Christopher Salem. You won't want to miss this session with us. And again, We wish for you that you've got nine days till Christmas. We wish that it's all joy and happiness for you. And also remember that you can be remarkable. You are remarkable to begin with. And now you can go share that with the world. And we just thank you for coming. And we hope you have a remarkable week. Bye, Janine.
1: Bye. Thank you so much.
0: You're so welcome.